If you've ever loved an addict, you may have reached an exhausted, painful point where you felt broken and were struggling to just keep it all together. I am Kim Moore, and this is Smiling Again, where in each episode we remind you that you are not alone. Together, one thing at a time, we will take small steps to introduce little changes into your life to help you let go, break free of guilt, and live with self-compassion so that you can feel good on the inside and start smiling again. Welcome to another episode of Smiling Again. I am Kim Moore. I lost my husband, Chris, to alcoholism in May 2017. And today on this episode, I have with me Megan. Megan has just recently lost her brother, Joseph, to addiction. She's an incredibly brave soul because it's only been two weeks since he's passed away. And I always say to everybody with every word we heal and the fact that she's embracing this right now is such a positive thing for her own recovery. So Megan, I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you for inviting me mm. to talk about my brother and um, our story. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're very, very welcome. Your story, as difficult as it is right now, I'm sure that through sharing this, somebody out there is, is going to hear you and it will help them. So thank you for being so brave. Ooh, thank you. Hey, so um, you were telling me that you're the older sister and you're three years older than Joseph was, correct? Mm-hmm. I was I'm two and a half years older, but um, yeah, so school, it was always, you know, three years. Mm-hmm. And he had been battling with his addiction for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It was probably just on 20 years when he passed. Mm-hmm. And he was just only 32 years young. Yeah. He was, uh, his birthday's in December, so he would have been 33. So what was that like for you as the big sister, watching him struggle? It was, um, you know, probably one of the hardest things for a big sister to watch just because, um, you know, you, you always, it's almost like being the mother, like you always, you, you want certain things for your younger siblings. You see the potential that they have. Um, and it, it almost felt like he was just throwing it all away all the time, but he was the most kind, loving person. And so when he was sober, when he was healthy, um, you just wanted to hold on to it all the time. You just wanted to like wrap it up, want to wrap him up and just keep him just like that. Um, so, you know, it was, it was definitely the hardest thing that I, as a, as just a person, as a human being, it was the hardest thing that I, I had to go through and it was even harder to let him go because that's, you know, yes, with him passing and letting him go that way, but you know, it, I had to, basically distanced myself in May from him. Um, he, um, overdosed then 
and had to be brought back. And luckily he was saved. Um, but I have young children, so I did I just didn't want them to see uncle Joey's demise and watch him deteriorate because I, I just had this like feeling that he was, that this was it, that, that yes, he was given this chance, but how many more chances can you get? We always joke that he was like a cat. He had nine lives. It just, he just kept surviving things. (laughs) And, um, it was just really painful to watch. And, um, it definitely caused a riff in the family for me to put my foot down and say, "I, I just can't, I can't be around him. I can't let my children see this. Um, so yeah, being a big sister to someone with addiction is definitely not easy. And not just a big sister, but a mom. Yeah. And you've got to take care of those little ones. Yeah. And luckily they're little, my children are six and four and, um, my nephews, um, six as well. So they're, they're little and they, um, they don't really understand, um, you know, that, that, you know, uncle Joey had an addiction to anything. Um, they just, you know, how we told them is that uncle Joey's body just wasn't healthy enough for earth and that he's in heaven and he's watching over us and keeping us safe. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's almost good and bad that they don't understand because it's like, okay, life goes on. It's not okay. Uncle Joey's our, our angel. He's in heaven. Um, so when mommy needs time to grieve or when I'm sad, they don't really understand, um, why it's sad because we tried to make it such a a happy thing because we don't want them to be sad because they're, they're little, um, so that that's really hard for like the grieving process for me. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just tough. Mm. You described to me earlier that feeling of the roller coaster of emotions. Oh, yes. And how uh, long do you think you've been riding that roller coaster now, Megan? Oh, so uh, I was on like a, a roller coaster since it started, since we knew he had um, a problem since, you know, he started abusing drugs. Um, it's been this horrible roller coaster where I just feel like we, like we're locked in, can't get off. We just, you get to the end and it's like, all right, we're going backwards. We're going to, we're going to do it again, but, and then we'll do it in slow motion. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been a real long time. And, you know, since he passed away two weeks ago, I feel like now we're like, we're on the, the flips where we go down and then we go up, we go down and we go up. Um, so I'm not sure if we'll ever get off of this roller coaster, but I'm hoping it slows down. Mm. Well, I think the, the way to getting off the roller coaster is choosing to step off of it, mm-hmm. which comes with focusing on your own healing. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you can step off it. You're doing amazing. You're doing absolutely amazing. Um, you were also telling me about that feeling of peace that you've also had. Could you share your thoughts on that, please? You know, it's such a sad time for my whole family, um, and for everyone that loved him or knew him. Um, but getting, you know, to see him 
um, one last time and seeing how peaceful he looked, it wasn't sad at all. It was so peaceful. Um, I almost wanted to celebrate that at that moment when I got to see him. Um, but knowing that he is, he's at peace. I know he is. Um, it brings me so much peace. Like that, that weight that, that sat on my, my chest for so many years. Um, it like went away and, um, yeah, I'm sad. I'm so sad. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm, I'm all the different feelings that you get when you grieve, but I'm most of all, I'm at peace. Um, you know, the sadness does sneak up on you and you, something will remind you of him. That'll make you sad or make you want to cry. But I smile a lot because there were so many amazing memories that I'm crying now, but it's, it's all happy tears because they're just, I'm so lucky to have so many awesome memories Mm. with him. I think that's beautiful, Megan, because I think for many of us, um, the pain can be so much that we numb ourselves to the emotions to the point that we don't feel anything anymore. And it's really, really healthy to see you feeling and to already be able to remember those happy memories. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were so lucky. Um, my husband and I got married in 2013 and my brother was sober. That was his longest streak of being sober. He was in, um, it was called drug court. So he had to be sober. (laughs) Um, but it was a blessing for our family. And, um, I think a lot of people who have people that are loved ones that are, um, addicted, anything that keeps them, um, on track and where they have follow through and they have to do drug tests and that kind of stuff. It keeps them honest and some, they, they're working towards something and he was just so healthy and so much fun. And I have my wedding video that I've watched four times already since he passed because he's in it and he's such a goofball and just makes me laugh. And, um, and all the memories of like that whole weekend. So as much as I'm, I look sad, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm thankful that I have that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the happy memories are wonderful memories. Yes. And there'll be memories that you'll be able to share with your children as well about yes. Uncle Joey. <laughs> yes. A lot of funny ones. <laughs> he was definitely a oh, character. Yeah. So <sighs> that's really, really good. Um, you, you also said something else to me, which I think um, I made a note of it because I was so, so happy to hear you say it. And you said to me that now it's my turn to be okay. Hmm. You know, this, uh, this ride that we've been on this roller coaster of addiction as a family has, um, it's been a long time. And, um, um, so for years we were worried about getting the phone call and we got that phone call. So now we don't have to worry about that. And it's, it's time for us now and time for me to, to heal from the trauma, heal from, heal from addiction that plagued our entire family. And hopefully 
use our story to help someone else who's going through it because it can feel really lonely. Um, there's such a stigma around it that it's, it's only bad people that are addicted or have addictions and it's actually, it's, it's quite the opposite of that. It's, um, can happen to anyone and it doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, how much money you have, how much you're loved. It could still, it could still hit you and your family really hard. Like it did to ours. Mm, Absolutely. I do think, um, it is so important for us to share these stories, which is why we're here. So people can learn and, and gain a better understanding of just the fact that addiction, alcoholism can grip any family and tear mm-hmm. it apart. And we're hoping that we could not be torn apart and that we can just continue to love each other and, love each other stronger and just be there for one another. And I, I'm, I feel like it's, it's definitely bringing our, our family closer together. It just sounds like in this, you know, the things that you've shared with me just in this short period of time, that there's an awful lot of healthy love in your family. Yeah, we are, we are so blessed to have one another and not just be doing this on our own um you know we have the the three little people in our immediate family that keep us going and you know we're we're trying to um just keep my brother's legacy going he didn't have any of his own kids but like you said we want to make sure they know all of the fun memories and you know the holidays were always a, a a big time for us as kids and, um, you know, so we were trying to utilize this time of year as a happy time and not make it sad and mm. just make it extra fun this year for the kids. They're at the best age for everything. And, um, you know, that's really helping us get through a lot. And um, I'm kind of dreading Thanksgiving here in the States. We, uh, it's coming mm. up and that's my most favorite holiday. And, um, it was the last, like, I mean, we, we celebrated Christmas and Christmas Eve together last year, but you know, it was a, I just Thanksgiving. I just have all these memories of my brother from last year and how integral of a part he was, um, to our dinner. And, um, so I'm, um, I'm dreading it because I don't, I don't want to say that we had a holiday without him, but, um, I'm also looking forward to kind of continuing certain traditions that he always did that I always hated, but I feel like, I feel like it would just, you know, make, make his memory continue and where are my kids and his, my nephew will always remember him. So. Hmm. I just have to catch my breath now too. So carrying on those traditions as hard as that might be, you know, that's what he would want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it will be, um, once you get through the discomfort, it will be a beautiful thing. 
Yeah. And, um, and I don't know about you, but, but I feel like I, and I, I thought it was so stupid before he passed, but I, I feel like I can talk to him still and I'll, even if it's me being upset with him, he, um, he helped my parents set up Halloween decorations. He always helped with the decorations and they go all out with decorations, but he passed away before Halloween. So mm. I got stuck taking the Halloween decorations down and I was not happy about it. <laughs> I did not appreciate that. And um, so I definitely was yelling at him. Why couldn't say, you wait? You told a, him, didn't you? I, I did. I said, I said, why couldn't you wait a couple of weeks, man? Cause this is, uh, this is not fun. This is not what I like to do. <laughs> And now I'm stuck doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really healthy to have those conversations. Um, I confess that um, I talked to my husband more after he passed away than we did for years. So yeah, it's a good, it's a healthy thing. Absolutely a healthy thing. So that's really good. You just, Megan, you're doing so amazing. You're doing so many things that are so good for you. And I'm so... So pleased to hear that. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the best thing that, um, you know, I took a, I took time off of work, which I'm a teacher and I, I don't take time off. It's so hard, especially this year. Subs are a hot commodity these days, substitute teachers. Um, but I took an extra day for me and I, I took care of myself that day. And then I went back to work and I feel like going back to work was the best thing that I could have done. Um, seeing my students get excited to see me and all my coworkers that, you know, I didn't realize cared. They actually cared. It was, <laughs> I mean, I know that they cared, but you just, you know, you don't, you don't think that it's going to affect anyone else. And um, it just, I felt so much love going back to work. And, um, you know, I, I highly recommend that to anyone that's going through something traumatic that sometimes getting back into your routine is good. And, um, just, you know, you're not getting, you're not getting over what happened because I'm definitely not over it. I'm never going to be over it, but someone told me that you don't get over it. You go through it and I'm definitely going through it. And it's, it's hard. There's going to be really hard days. And I know that I was warned. I was told that it's okay to have really hard days but you're going to have really good days. And I've had some really good days in the last couple of weeks, um, you know, with my kids, with my students, with my, my husband, with my mom, um, we're making a lot of new memories and as hard as it is, um, I know that he's, he's watching us and he's happy that we're still moving along and we're not curled up in our bed every day, upset, um, it's okay if you do that. I know it is, but, um, I just, I know that he wouldn't want me to be sad like that mm-hmm. for sure. He wouldn't, he wouldn't want me to, um, stop the train, stop, stop, you know, the, everything that we do as a family. Um, so, you know, that's really important to me is knowing that it's okay, but you're going to have some really good days and you're going to have some not so good days, but it's okay. And it's okay to have all these feelings. Mm, Absolutely. Let it wash through you. As you said, you know, you get, you get, you get through it. You move forward with it. You really do. Well, Megan, um, you said you've shared so much 
Um, and I'm so sorry for your loss and such a, such a recent loss and such a raw, honest share with us. So I thank you for that. Um, I would, I would like to invite you to, um, I did a painting over the weekend and invited people who had lost a loved one to place a flower on the canvas. So people came to the art gallery and painted their flowers and also a live stream all around the world. People told me what shape and what color, and I painted it for them. Would you like me to paint a flower on the canvas for you? I would love that. I would love that. And it's to represent your healing. Mm -hmm. It's for you. And if there's any other family members that would like a flower on the canvas, we can do that too. Um, We can do that separately, but it's a wonderful thing to do. Um, we always end every episode with gratitude because I I believe in starting the day with gratitude and ending the day with gratitude. So Megan, what are three things that you feel grateful for right now? I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful for having the support all over the world. I'm, I'm grateful for you reaching out to me and and letting me share my story of my brother and, and everything that we've gone through. Um, because I know that that just means that his, his life wasn't just his death wasn't in vain. So I thank you for that, but I'm, I'm very, very grateful for just having every day, just waking up and being here and sharing about my brother. And so thank you. Hmm. Was no. that more than three? I'm sorry. Was it two? But I'm just grateful. You can, I... you can never have too much gratitude, yes. Megan. <laughs> yes. And I'm grateful that today is a day off in the States. So I have been spending a lot of time with my, my older daughter who is off as well. So it's been oh, a great day. Wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I thank you so much for being here and being so brave and sharing, sharing your story. Um, and I'm certain that, you know, you, there's quite a few things that you've shared with us today. Um, and I think, I think one of the key things for people listening is, you know, the moving, moving through the grief and, you know, getting to that place where you can remember those happy memories. And if you can get to that place and remember those happy memories, you'll definitely start smiling again. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for being here, Megan. Thank you. This has been Smiling Again, hosted by me, Kim Moore. Let's walk this journey together, one thing at a time, taking small steps, little actions every day, which can help you let go and start smiling again. Don't forget, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. See you next week. Thank you.